have been just for me, but it was good. a little bit of the just the understanding of decrees and, and declaring mm. um, I might just share a few things for a minute you guys up for if I just share some things that the Lord's just been showing me on decreeing and declaring you guys good <laughs> I can't see anybody all I see is a glare <laughs> we can turn up the house lights a little bit and that I don't know. I don't know where we go. I think we may just, there may be some decrees and declaring that we do. Uh, actually, I think, uh, Lee, will you come up and just share? Yeah. I, I want him to share this. You guys give Lee and Robert a hand. They're, yeah. they've, they're here from uh, Dallas. They've been here for... A week now? This trip is a week, yeah. So they're just, they're pressing into the Lord for some awesome things that are about to come. And uh, uh, But I just, I'll, I'll let Lee share, but he was, they were just asking the Lord some things, and, and I want to, you'll see how this ties into some things that uh, the Lord has for the rock. But yeah, just share what you were sharing with Marcus and me. <laughs> yeah, so um, February the 4th, um, Robert and I felt uh, the Lord say, go to the, I don't know what y'all call it, but it's the big rock with the star. The incline. No. Yeah. Yeah. Castle Rock Park. Okay. The rock. And by the way, you know, we're from Texas and we had no gear and it was snowing and it was 18 degrees and we're like, really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, go to the top. So we get to the top and... Um, we felt like he wanted us to walk that summit seven times and uh, pray for the Rock Church and also do some repentance. And so as we were praying and repenting, we come around the seventh time and I heard, blow the shofar. And I'm like, well, I'll have a shofar. <laughs> and Bobby's like, we'll just throw the YouTube shofar music on. And so we just put it on and, and we ended up coming around it. We were facing um, the Rock Church in, in this area. Um, which is really prophetic for us because it, it um, if you make this red rocks and sand, it would look like the Valley of Abra in Jordan. And so it's a really tie in. But he said, um, just begin praying. And as I began praying and finishing the repentance uh, in my spirit, I saw silo doors, missile silo doors opening up. And I could see the tips of the points That's how I, uh, of the rocket, so that's how I knew it was uh, a rocket. I was like, wow, Lord, what, what is that? What are you saying? And he said, the countdown is days, not months. And I'm like, okay, what, what, are the, what are the missiles? And I felt like he was saying the missiles were the promises of power for this house. Yes, amen. So that we're going to be launched. Wow. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, would you just pray into that, and then and then we'll move into some other things. Lord, you uh, you you told us when we went up there to that we had backpacks. They were spiritual backpacks with mallets, and the Lord said there were twelve mallets in our backpack. And once we got up there, to ask him which mallet to pull out, and at that point he said, pull out the land mallet and pray Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine which is his word is fire uh, and it's also a hammer that breaks the rock so I just declare not this rock the rock that was trying to hide which I believe was trying to conceal the missile silo was trying to conceal this church and its power so with that mallet we took out of our spiritual backpack and we began as we walked around we just swung that mallet seven times as we turned we went around that we swung it and so I just declare in the spiritual as well as in the natural, that the covering that was over this church that was preventing those doors from opening is broken now in Jesus' name. The second aspect of that mallet is governmental authority. 
there is a mallet of governmental authority. And I say with that authority, I declare in the courts of heaven that those missiles are released, that that countdown cannot be stopped, it cannot be delayed. There will be no delay, there will not be no hindrance of the power of this house, that it will walk in its fullness for the hours, months, years, days, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the prayers that have been prayed right here on this very floor will be released and the harvest will come in abundance and that there will be harvesters to come out into that harvest field. And this area will be empowered from this church. So in Jesus' name, I say thank you and I declare your goodness, your power, and your authority over this house in Jesus' name. Wow. Amen. Amen. Yeah, this mallet, by the way, I brought it out because he was talking about the mallets. This is, uh, if Gene's on, this is Gene's mallet, <laughs> Gene Stephenson. And it says builder on one side and it says breaker on the other. And it talks, it says Nehemiah 4. It's the hammer in one hand and it's the sword in the other hand. So if, we need, if you need to hold the mallet, if you need to break anything, if you need a breakthrough, here's, <laughs> here it is. Just don't hit anybody Just with don't it. Hit anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, talked a little bit about this on Tuesday with our staff, and uh, Lord, just put it on our hearts. We feel like we're in a we're in a declaring and decreeing season and uh, a time where the Lord is actually calling us to declare and decree. The key to it, though before we can declare and decree is we actually have to get the word of the Lord. We have to know what that, what the things are that he's actually having us declare and decree. Because when we do it, when we know the word of the Lord and we declare these things, there's power in it. I feel like often the church is, is kind of striving to, to fight the battles and it's like, you know, they you call in prayer meetings, and prayer meetings are awesome, by the way. <laughs> I'm not not discounting the prayer meetings, but it's but they're calling prayer meetings to go in and like fight a battle that they don't have the game plan for, and uh, and we have to have the game plan. And how do we get the game plan? Is is through this intimacy that we have with Him. It's eyes on Jesus, and it's this time in His presence. It's getting the oil, and, and when we when we're with Him and we're spending time with Him, and that's that abiding in Him, we then get the Word of the Lord. We get, we get His plans and His purposes, and then we declare them and we decree them, not in our own power. And I think that's that, like, sometimes we're, we're fighting, we're getting exhausted, and we're trying to, like, we're praying and we're going after it, and, and it's like we're not actually decreeing and declaring the words of the Lord. Angels move at the at the word of the Lord, and so I just I feel like the that first key is get into his. We have to be in his presence. We've got that that oneness that we have with him. Then we hear his voice, and then we begin to declare and decree. And this is what we're created for. We are created to rule and reign, but he put his spirit in us. Back with Adam and Eve in the very beginning, he breathed into them, and. Uh, and so they, they were able to walk in that place of declaring and decreeing and, and taking authority. And then we lost that authority. <laughs> Christ came. He's the mediator. He brings us back into right standing with the Father. He gives us now the Holy Spirit. When he ascends, he's like, when I ascend, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who's going to be your counselor, your comforter. He's the one that's, he's your strength. He's, he's the one that's with us. And he's the one that, that gives us all understanding. In John, in John 16, it's, he reveals all truth. And, 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 and the, what does it say? It's the, um, just read it. Make sure I got it word for word here. It says, he will guide us into all truth. He doesn't speak on his own, but he only speaks what he hears. This is the Holy Spirit. And then he will tell us what is yet to come. Why does he tell us what is yet to come? So that we can decree it and so that we can declare it. That's what we're, that's what we're called to do. We take authority and then ultimately it's when Jesus, when everything is under the foot of Christ, then he turns everything over to the Father. How does that happen? 
through us on this earth, decreeing and declaring and taking the authority in Christ to fight the battles. We, it is finished, but it's finished through us, through the body of Christ. If it was completely finished, we're wasting our time. Why are we even, why are we on this earth and what's the, what's the battle? Why are we praying? <laughs> there, the, it's that kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this is the very prayer that we have, but it's his will, which is that intimacy that we have, and then we can decree and declare. And I want to, on Tuesday, the Lord reminded me of a, a letter. Chuck Pierce was here. Hey, uh, Mike, just before, are you going to share how oh. his word linked with? Sorry. Yes, Sh thank share you. that and then go into the decree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Get me back on track, yeah, yeah, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep me on track. I was going to share this. Yeah. So you heard what he was saying about the silos opening and that, uh, that the countdown was days away. Days, not months. So on 2.15, which was, what's Tuesday. the day today? Yesterday. It was oh, yesterday. No, it wasn't 2.15. Yeah, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, it's only Wednesday today. <laughs> um, that's right. Yeah. The Lord gave me something else today. That's why. Yeah. So yesterday I woke up first thing in the morning, and he'll do this often. And it's almost like before I even wake up, he's just speaking into my ear. And those are the times that I hear so clearly things that he's saying. And he said this. He goes, uh, I'm going to give you the launch sequence. Declare and decree. That's all he said. I'm going to give you the launch sequence, declare and decree. And then, and then here Lee has this word about the silos opening and that the, the launch sequence is days, not months. And then here the Lord says, I'm going to give you the launch sequence. Wow. Declare and decree. And, uh, That's so cool, guys. <laughs> Marcus is like, ah, chills. <laughs> no, so I had heard Mike say that at our staff meeting at about like nine o'clock. And then we went into our noon prayer meeting and Mike had to step out for a minute. And then Lee started to pray. It was almost word for word what Mike shared. It was so word for word that I was like getting goosebumps as I was playing the keyboard. And I was like thinking, I got to ask Mike if they talked because if they didn't, this is like confirmation. So anyway, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So this declare and decree, and the fact that he's saying, I'm giving you the launch sequence, I don't, I don't have any more revelation on it right now. I don't, I don't know. But with it being days away, um, and, and the Lord spoke some other things to me a couple months ago, which I, I don't feel the, that I have the freedom to release right now, but spoke into... Um, some of the things about that are to come and, and the day. Um, so anyway, I, all of that to say, there's, there's such an excitement in my spirit uh, about what the Lord is about to do. Um, and it's not all fully clear, but the part that I'm realizing that right now, uh, if, if it's kind of like the launch sequence can still get stopped, but it's, it's, in, it's in motion, and, and it, it's going to come with these declares and these decrees. And we're going to go, okay, boom, that part's done. Now we move to the next piece, boom. And it's the countdown. And it's days, not months. <laughs> it is days. Uh, what's going to happen? I have no idea. Uh, but it'll, it'll, be, it'll be good. Although, Marcus, do you want to share about what... <laughs> The day that you got? No, I won't share that. <laughs> okay, so hear this. So I'm going to go back to this letter. Uh, and uh, so Chuck Pierce was here back in uh, December 1st, 2019. And, uh, and he prophesied some things, spoke some things. Uh, maybe actually I'll share that first. Uh, I'll share two things with that. And I'd written them down from the time that he was up here. There were two mantles that he felt that he, he had for us and for this region. 
And in the first one, it was actually, it was an eightfold blossom. It was Isaiah 35. And, uh, and there was, he, was, he talked about the healing that was going to break forth over the body of Christ. And uh, there is, there's a healing that's happening with the body of Christ that's actually bringing the unity of the body back together for this region. And, uh, and he said, I'm going to decree this. Healing is coming on, on the bride throughout this entire state. Uh, that was decreed on, on de- December 1st, 2019. And we've been seeing it happen. It's happening now. Uh, he said, then I am going to decree that the bride in this state, so there's a healing coming, and then when it happens, that the bride in this state is going to rise up and is going to make decrees that will not only change this land, but will change the course of America. We play a significant role, Colorado. I believe the rock plays a significant role. This region plays a significant role. There's like pillars across this this region right now of churches that are rising up, that there's a unity coming together. There's a healing of the bride coming together to come into unity, into a strength, and we begin to declare and decree the things of the Lord. And there's a second mantle uh, that that came after this. and I'm just going to speak to a small part of it. But he did say, he goes, I'm changing the era of the movement of my spirit over Colorado. And he said, Judah will go first. And the sound that is over this state will now come forth in a way that it will change the entire land. I decree a move of the spirit of God in this land. And he said, a move of the sound of heaven in this land. But I decree right now that a new glory is coming down from heaven. We've been talking about the glory and, uh, and feeling the glory. And, and the, the glory is just the manifest presence of God. And uh, that there is a new glory that's coming down over Colorado. And it will penetrate down through our feet for breakthrough for everywhere that we go, for everywhere that we step. Uh, and this is going to happen. This is, it's already happening. There's a, there's a first fruits finishing anointing that's over Colorado. Uh, So that was on December 1st, and then this was a letter that he wrote uh, to me right after that, probably a week or two later. He said, Dear Mike, it's good to visit with you briefly. As I mentioned, I wanted, and I I had not shared this with anyone until, I believe, until uh, just yesterday, (laughs) Tuesday. I wanted to share, and, and it's for right now. That's why. As I mentioned, I wanted you to have something special for both of you to remember. Okay, I'm going to skip past that. Um, he said this, May your voice be heard and your authority in him be demonstrated in new ways in the coming year. We have entered a new kingdom era when When the voices of God's ambassadors, when they must decree that his government will be everlasting. So here we are. We're in this time. There's a new kingdom era, and we're to decree that his government will be everlasting. He speaks some things here. He says he came so that the government of the world should be upon his shoulders. He came so that the increase of his government and peace would have no end. He came to uphold justice and righteousness in the latter days and forevermore. He came and he changed the world. And he said this in all caps. And he left us the authority to bind, to loose, and to keep turning the world upside down. And then he said this, during this era, your speech will reflect your freedom. We've been talking about how important the words of our mouth are, how we're in a time where we have to be so careful not to curse and that we would, we would bless those who curse us, we bless those who, who come against us, we bless and we do not curse. Our words have, carry such power. And right now, the decrees and the, the declarations that we make, they need to be of the Lord. We cannot, we cannot allow our mouths to curse in this time. To put that guard, that Psalm 141, put a guard over your mouth. <laughs> um, 
This is so important. So during this era, your speech will reflect your freedom. And then he said this, the sound of your freedom comes from being face-to-face with the Lord in a new relationship. This goes back to that oil. This goes back to that intimacy. It is out of that place of intimacy, out of that place of getting the oil of the Spirit and, that, and knowing His voice. It's, that's where it says, um, it's in the face-to-face that now the sound of freedom will come. That's the declarations. That's the things we're going to decree in this time. So if you get nothing more out of just this time that we're in together, I, I feel we got to get on our faces before the Lord in this time. You're like, ah, I've been doing it. Double it. Double down. <laughs> Not that we're going to be doing any betting, but if we're going to bet on something, let's bet on the Lord. <laughs> let's double down on Him. Let's, let's double down on our lives right now on, on the Lord to say, okay, I, I'm going to I'm going to double the amount of time I'm spending with him and watch, watch what comes out of it because you're going to, I feel like the Lord is going to give us the declarations. He's going to give us these things for this very time. We're in the launch sequence. We need more than ever to hear the word of the Lord and to be in that intimacy with him so that we can declare a decree as we move through this launch sequence. And then, um, Oh, as I was speaking to Chuck on the phone, uh, I wrote this down, and I'd forgotten that I'd even written it down. Um, He said, I have never sensed the unity like this before in Colorado as I did that night. He used to to live out here uh, for for a period of time. Um, This was a a while back, I think, or was it just Dutch that lived here? Was it Chuck, too? It was just Dutch. Okay, so Chuck was out here quite a bit. He was out, yeah, he was at Down the Springs. Dutch, Sheets, and Chuck Pierce, um, real close together, working together. Dutch was down in the Springs. Chuck was here all the time. And, uh, and he said, he said, I've never sensed the unity like it is, like it was um, that night in Colorado when he was here on December 1st. Um, there's something there. And, and even I felt like the Lord has been saying that we're going to, we need to declare the unity of the bride. Uh, that John 17, that he gives us the glory for unity. So I might actually just, just pray that real quick. And then one final thing. And, and I know, just get ready. If you guys, whoever wants to come up and just begin to pray into this, decree, declare, um, speak into things. Uh, Tracy, if you have something. Um, but uh, in John 17. This is Jesus praying to the Father before he goes to the cross. Uh, so beautiful. But he says these words. Talking about this, this unity of the body of Christ. He goes, I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. So Father, right now, I just I declare this. I decree this, Lord, for for the bride, as you are bringing a healing to the bride so that we can rise up, so that we can declare and decree the things that are to be declared and decreed across Colorado, so that we can see this state rise, or the, us, the bride rise up in this state, making the decrees that not only change the land, but change the course of America. Lord, I thank you this comes through a healing of the bride. This comes through that, that unity of the bride. And so we just declare right now, that the bride is one. Lord, as you, Jesus, and the Father are one, that you are bringing us into that oneness, that we're no longer, there's no longer a division in the church. There's no longer us versus them in the church. There's no longer this denomination versus that denomination. But Lord, that we would truly, because of the love of a Father in our hearts, that we would have that same love. Lord, that that glory that you give us is so that we can have strength to become one as you are one with the Father. So Lord, I just declare this over Colorado. The very fact that that Chuck Pierce was saying, I felt the unity stronger than ever. Lord, we say strengthen it even more. Lord, let this be a season where the body of Christ is healed, comes together as one, and begins to declare and decree the things, not over, not just over this state, but the things that will affect the entire nation, the things that will begin to affect the world. Lord, let Colorado, this is the finishing state. 
It was decreed that this is a finishing state. Lord, may we be a finishing state that actually makes a difference, not only in this place, but across the nation, Lord. So we just declare that tonight. Lord, I thank you that when we declare the word of the Lord, things begin to happen and your word does not return void. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Last thing, and then I'm going to just, I, I, I think we declare, we pray. We, uh, there was a word that uh, the Lord gave me back in 2020. And I'm just going to read, I think, one part of it here. I'll just read. I'll just read it. It is time to come under the authority of the king. And my church is about to walk in a greater spiritual authority than they have ever experienced. There's the declares, <laughs> the declaring and the decree. With spiritual maturity comes spiritual authority. My bride has walked in the midst of storms. They have triumphed over the lion and over the cobra and has moved with me into dark areas and has brought light into the world. But this is a level that has not been experienced before. We're moving into a new era. You're about to walk on the waves. My church was not created to sit in a boat. They were created to walk on waves. It is a new day, and the waves around you are going to increase. If you haven't noticed, they're already increasing. <laughs> but I am in the waves. Many boats are going to get crushed by these waves, and we're seeing this. We're seeing the very structures of man being crushed in this season. <laughs> Things that we could, can't imagine could possibly happen are happening like in a moment's time. So this was, this was September, or August of 2020, the Lord gave me this, and we're seeing it now more than ever. Um, so many boats are, boats are going to get crushed by these waves. The boats are man-made, but the waves are my creation. And I give authority to whom I desire, to those who put their trust in me. Whoever calls upon my name, I will listen. I am listening. There is a sound going forth. And it is a decree. It is a trumpet blast. All will hear, but only some will understand. The storms and the waves that you will see will be of epic proportion. But they were created to be walked on. So hear the word of the Lord and decree. You will know when it is time. Enter into the fullness of what you were created for. For this time has been given to you. Look to me. This is this intimacy, setting our eyes on Jesus, staying in that place. Look to me. Take hold of what has been given you. Keys are meant to unlock doors, and the doors of heaven are about to be unlocked. My glory is about to be released in greater measure. There is an outpouring coming, and it's coming soon. Ask, seek, knock, and know that I am the Lord your God, and my heavens are about to unleash my decrees and my angels are about to move so move with me move with and at the sound of my voice arise and shine and the very glory that I am pouring out will come upon you and you will be my champions you will be my water walkers my beloved my children who seek first my kingdom many are called but few will actually respond Hearken unto my words. Listen to my words. My preparations are done, but you will need to be prepared. I have given you everything that you need to prepare, but prepare. Know that in this time, understanding will be given to you. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. The time has come for my bride to come forth. Awaken the bride and come forth. Have ears to hear and know that my hand is upon you. And this is the part I highlighted. Learn to move at the sound of my voice. Learn to breathe me in. And when you speak, authority will be given. I gotta just read that again. I felt like this, <laughs> the Lord just highlighted this tonight. Learn to move at the sound of my voice. Learn to breathe me in. When you're so close to him, 
that you're breathing him in. And then when you speak, you will speak with authority. It will be given to you. For the words that you are about to say, they are not your own, but they are mine. Words that have never been released on this earth are about to become a stream of light that will break through darkness and reveal my goodness and reveal my glory. It is time and my decrees are going forth. I'll stop there. Father, I thank you for this time that we are in. I feel like it is such a special time. Lord, may we not take this time lightly. May we not just have this, oh, it's just another, you know, another season of, uh, I don't know, of, we've heard this before. We've been, we think we've been here before. No, we have never been here before. This is a new season. Things are moving at such a fast pace. We can't, we can't even comprehend what's happening around us. Our eyes have to be set on Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the authority that your bride is going to walk in in this season, an authority that we've never seen before because of the intimacy with you, because of these times of breathing you in. That then when we speak, authority will be given to break through darkness and to bring light. Father, I thank you for this season that you have us in. I thank you this is a new era. It's a new kingdom era. <laughs> Lord, we're thankful that we get to be a part of this. We get to be on this earth for this very time, that there are the cloud of witnesses that have gone before us that is cheering us on. I feel like, like it's like that. There's like a stadium around us of the cloud of witnesses that is going, come on, you guys are the ones on earth right now. For this very time, everything has been prepared for us, but now prepare for what the Lord is about to do. Lord, may we have oil in this time, <laughs> just as the, as the virgins, that we wouldn't be those that say, oh, no, you're coming, you're here. The bridegroom is here. I need to go get oil. He says it's too late. You can't go get your oil when the bridegroom comes. We need to have that oil. We need to have it now, and we need to be alert and awake in this very time. So, Lord, awaken the bride in this season. May we be awake and alert in this time. Eyes on you. That alertness is the mind of Christ. It's the mind set on the Spirit that we would be in tune and ready to move at the sound of your voice, walking in radical obedience. In Jesus' name. talking to Mike and I knew you guys were in town and he was sharing about the silos and some of those things but ironically I, um, being a former professional athlete man I am I'm living um, Matthew eleven twelve out <laughs> where he talks about John the Baptist and the kingdom being forcefully taken and violent men taken by violence and um, so I'm the guy that will just run through the wall. I won't figure out how to try to go around the wall or over it or try to outsmart it. I'll just go through it. <laughs> I told Mike this, and, I, I'm, and he's, he and I work out, so he knows this about me. But when I was playing, it's like it wasn't until I got like a, some, a bell ringer, some blood was, was flowing or something would happen where I'd be like, okay, it's like game on. Okay, it's officially started. And I told him uh, yesterday as we were talking, I said, for the first time in this church, I felt like that on Sunday. I felt like it's begun. It's like game on. It's like all, all bets are off. <laughs> we're all in and it's, it's happening. It's on. And I've been in a couple different places. I've been in uh, Jeremiah 51, 20. And as you spoke it, Lee, I mean, you guys, I didn't know anything about this hammer or you guys blowing the shofar or any of these things. But I've been in uh, Jeremiah 51, 20, 
through 23, and then before and after that, and then 1 John 4. I want to read this from Jeremiah 51. You are my war club, my weapon for battle. With you, I shatter nations. With you, I destroy kingdoms. With you, I shatter horse and rider. With you, I shatter chariot and driver. With you, I shatter man and woman. With you, I shatter old man and youth. With you, I shatter young men and young women. With you, I shatter shepherd flock. With you, I shatter farm, farmer and oxen. With you, I shatter governors and officials. And it started me thinking, and as I went over to 1 John 4, I'm like, God, what is the hammer? And this is what led me to 1 John 4. I'm like, God, what is the hammer? And I feel like the hammer is love. God's word says that my, your weapons of warfare are not carnal. They're not me running through the wall. They're actually <laughs> going to be of God, and he's going to be the one to deliver, but it's all based on the foundation of love. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. In his way, in this way, love is made complete among us, and so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. God, I thank you for a fearless bride rising up in this hour. Even as Mike spoke it, God, I just decree that, God. In fact, I proclaim it, Lord. I take hold of it and I take ownership of it, Lord, of that word. And I proclaim it, God, over your bride, that we are a fearless bride, Lord, that we are the hammer, God, the hammer of love, Lord, the one that will shatter, God, nations. Even as, Lee, you spoke that, I just feel like, Lee, I, don't, I know this is not a time for personal ministry, but I just want to speak a word over you. Since you walked up, I cannot, I cannot get this vision out of my head and what I've been feeling inside my spirit. I don't know if you've ever... Um, if you've ever ministered inside prisons, prison ministry, but I feel like I, I kept on seeing like like prison doors fl flying open. Like, you know how they flip the switch and all the doors open like on the electronic? I feel like, but it wasn't like someone manually hitting the switch. I feel like it's almost like Paul when they were in the, and they were worshiping God and they were right in that place of love just saying, God, who am I? Who am I to say? And then all the doors flung open as they worshiped and started singing. And so many came to the Lord in that moment, including the, the guards to the, to, to the prison itself. So, God, I just thank you for Lee, Lord. I thank you for the call in his life, God. God, that is the commission, God, to set the captives free. I thank you for Lee, Lord. I thank you for his heart, Lord to go into prisons. I feel like it's physical prisons, Lord, and I feel like every single one of us in here and everyone watching online have the power and the authority to set the captives free. Whether it's walking into a physical prison or walking into a coffee shop or into the workplace or into the marketplace, into governmental buildings, into schools, it doesn't matter. God, there are people that are free that are still behind bars in their own spirit and in their own mind and in their own heart. So, God, I just decree that right now, that the hammer of love, Lord, the thing that will shatter love will shatter all things not made of you, God. And even as, Lee, you spoke that, you started repenting on the rock, Lord. I thank you, God, that, that, that's, that, that that's that breaker. Because even in this place in Jeremiah 51, it's talking about Babylon and the repentance back to, back to Zion. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for that word, Lord. I thank you, God, for that breaker anointing, God, that's come to the house. And that, God, we can actually just stand up and stand firm and say, God, it's on. It's game on. And we, the bride, I decree that again, we, the bride, will stand firm, God. We will stand firm on the foundation of what you founded all of creation on, which is love. And we love fully manifests inside of us. Wow. Get ready. Watch out.
I just decree that. We proclaim it, Lord, right now in the loving name, in the hammer-bringing name of Jesus. Amen. about hearing you needed to go on top of the castle rock because last month he had me go up there and he said play worship music the entire hike up smile at every person you pass it was a beautiful day and then he had me hike to the top and just read my scriptures and listen to worship as loud as it could go on my phone and just dance for him and I just prayed and I declared so much over Colorado while I was up there and listened to the worship on the way down and it was just beautiful and he said something about the snow and if you guys know water holds memory but when it is frozen the memory is reset so he had me pray into the snow and and the word of the snow since it was clean and pure and had no memory yet as it melts into the ground of Colorado it will begin to put those words into this state and so I declared everybody walking on this soil will absorb that and so <laughs> on Valentine's Day he wanted some alone time with me and said to do the same thing. So Valentine's Day, I went up there, and he and Stacy had given me this book, and it's all about 1 Corinthians 13. So I was reading it and declaring it and reading it and declaring it, and then I read 1 Corinthians 13 and declared it, and I declared it, and I declare it now again in this snowstorm that is coming right now, that everything that goes into the ground will be absorbed from us. And so I declare that right now, that as, as the days are warm, that we can go outside, even just on our lawn, barefoot, on Mother Earth that He has given us, and absorb and pray into the snow tonight, everything that you can to burst that bubble that they were talking about on Sunday. Um, he also just gave me the vision of that Horton Here's a who, a who. And he said, if you can get seven, at least seven people this week when it's warm, the more the merrier to hike up to the top of the Castle Rock and just declare the same Ephesians 3 and 1 Corinthians 13 and play your worship music and dance for me you will just feel that huge shift come. And the more we praise him, the closer he will get, and that bubble will burst over Colorado. So I say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm a little sore. I went skiing today. So, uh, yeah, some of you know I like to ski maybe once a week, so uh, a couple days ago I was sharpening my, the edges on my skis and the Lord gave me this picture of, <laughs> of a sword and he was saying, sharpen, this, sharpen your sword and if you know anything about, you know, like sharpening knives and stuff, uh, it, it works a lot better if you use honing oil when you're sharpening your knife and the, the Lord was saying, sharpen your sword I want you to use oil and I said well what is that Lord and he said well the sword of the spirit is the word of God so I want you to sharpen your sword by spending more time than you normally do in the word of God and the oil is the Holy Spirit and so make sure that you're filled with the spirit um, all the time and even more pray in the spirit you know more than you do and then um, I saw this post some of you know Candace Coates. I think she used to go here. And this is from Nate Christie Johnson. And I want to share this because it's talking about the, the Nehemiah moment, you know, with the, the hammer and the sword. You know, 
this or the other. And it fits right into what you guys were talking. So this is from Christy Johnson. It's posted like one day ago. She said, we are in a Nehemiah moment, the time of the hammer and the sword. In a recent vision, I saw a battlefield where many of God's sons and daughters were beginning to move all over the place into new and strategic positions of authority. Like the game of chess, I saw these soldiers moving from their previous held positions into new roles and assignments. The move wasn't comfortable, nor <clears throat> did it make sense to the soldier, but the move was a setup to the checkmate to checkmate the enemy. I heard the Lord say, I am repositioning and realigning my body into strategic places to do battle and win victory over the principalities of those regions. In the vision, I then saw that each soldier was given both a hammer and a sword. And this, when I read this post, it was like, well, I just had that prophetic word about sharpen your sword. So I'm like reading this and I'm going, wow. And wait till you get to the last paragraph because that's really hit me as confirmation. But anyway, um, then I heard the Lord say, this is a Nehemiah moment. A window of time to restore, rebuild, and tear down the principalities of long-standing strongholds over regions and culture. The remnant <clears throat> there in the province who had surrounded the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates were destroyed by fire. Nehemiah 1.3 God is positioning these soldiers, his remnant, realigning them and moving them into unusual battle formations. I saw many being handed divine keys in this hour while continuing to hold onto their hammer and sword. These keys would open up new assignments in earthly realms, new job opportunities, unexpected physical moves to new locations, new relationships, and new roles. I heard the Lord say, just because you did not anticipate it does not mean that I did not plan it. Trust me in this hour, for I am setting you up for victory. And it will come swiftly, just as Nehemiah's call to rebuild came swiftly. My swift hand of justice will cause you to rebuild in a moment what was torn down over many generations. God is moving his people into a realignment of his will. This is strategic movement on his part, and it may not make a lot of sense in the moment. But to those who are being called, they will have an unmistakable burning within their spirit. As the Holy Spirit speaks, move this way, walk in this direction. The direction may not come with all of the answers. But take that first step. Seek confirmation, but don't be afraid to follow his leading. For where he is leading you may not feel comfortable or make a lot of sense in the moment. But it is a strategic repositioning that is going to surprise you with victorious outcomes. Stay on guard against the spirit of intimidation. In the midst of the vision of this great repositioning, I saw the enemy prowling to intimidate. He began to surround soldiers with questions and intimidations. Who are you to think that you can have authority over this? You don't have what it takes to fulfill this task from the Lord. You have forgotten where you came from. Who is your family? Who is your family? Who your family is? Have you forgotten? Uh, have you gotten too full of yourself? Do you need to be taken down a notch? I then saw that these questions and intimidations came from the form of friends, in the form of friends of other soldiers, some family members, and even some fellow Christians surrounding the soldiers on the field, poking and prodding them to bow to the harassment. The spirit of intimidation won't always come through the world. Its voice will seem, will sometimes echo th through those we love, treasure, and hold in high esteem. The most, <coughs> high esteem the most, which can often be the hardest battle to overcome. I am here to remind you, you are going to need to be filled to the overflowing with the word of God in this hour. <laughs> That's the confirmation I was getting. If you are to fully step into the new assignment he has for you, pour over the scriptures that remind you of who you are in Christ Jesus. Fill your soul and your spirit with what the Lord says about you. 
forgive those that harass, love them, bless them, but ignore their words and keep moving. Nehemiah faced this spirit through Shanbat and Tobiah. Their names mean enemy in secret and Yahweh is good. The enemy often comes in secret through those who love the Lord themselves. Their intentions may be good, but they're insecure. But through insecurities of their own, they bend their voice to the will of the serpent and become voices of intimidation. Stay on guard. You can disarm the spirit by loving and blessing them in return, but continuing to stay in the word and in the will of the Lord by moving on with the work he has set before you. This is why you will need the sword. It is the sword of his word, the time to rebuild. I have been seeing the numbers 444 repeatedly as of late. The number four in Hebrew holds historic and prophetic significance. It represents authority, government, rule, dominion, time, fullness, and the Holy Spirit. As I was studying the story of Nehemiah, I was amazed to discover that Nehemiah arrived in Jerusalem and rebuilt the walls all within the year of 444 BC. The Lord is resounding this message, resounding this message right now that we are in a Nehemiah window of time to rebuild divine government, assert Christ authority rule and dominion over the strong man that is set up over regions and to restore the fullness of the Holy Spirit within the body of Christ. It is a time of rebuilding foundations, rebuilding the walls that have been devastated by generations. This is the hammer in the vision. It is the restoring of God's ideas, God's plans, God's formation, excuse me, God's foundations over every fabric of society. From government to cultural thoughts and ideologies, God is calling his soldiers to hammer into smithereens the idols that both the church and the world has erected. Idols of thought and speech, idols of self, idols of man-made ideologies, idols that have set themselves against the one true God. Isaiah 61.4, they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. The Lord is looking for a people right now who will say, send me, I will go. He is looking for a people who will trust him in the midst of the discomfort of change, who will follow him to the ends of the earth. He is positioning his people right now for ordained victory, to tear down the altars and rebuild the walls. Who will go? Keys for the soldier. This is the last paragraph, and this is what just like blew me away. I read this like the day after I got this picture of, you know, sharpen your sword with the oil of the Holy Spirit. Do not neglect, do not neglect your time in the Word of God in this hour. While there are many pressing issues at hand, none more pressing than keeping your oil full. If you do not, you will not be wholly uh, susceptible to the uh, voices of intimidation. They will likely be, be unable to withstand the lies. Keep your oil full and you will be able to move with confidence in the direction God is sending you. You are needed. Your voice is needed. Your assignment is needed, so stay on guard in the word. Do not be afraid to confront the idols and smash them to smithereens. It is not my word. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces, Jeremiah 23, 29, which is what he just quoted. The soldier of God must be bold in this hour to confront the principalities of darkness and claim back the territory that belongs to the Lord. Pray unceasingly. Pray in tongues throughout the day. That was what the Lord told me too. Take the communion daily. Keep your spirit filled with what the Lord is saying and don't be moved until you see his kingdom established over your regions. So let me just pray into that. Lord, thank you so much for that word. Thank you for the, the vision you not the vision, but just the picture you gave me of the sword of the Spirit, your word, to, to sharpen the sword with the oil of your Holy Spirit. 
to stay in your word, to stay filled with your spirit, to, to continue to pray in the spirit, Lord. Just give us the, uh, just draw us in, Lord. Just um, give us that time and just give us revelation as we read your word and show us where you want to reposition us according to that prophetic word, Lord. And we declare that. We declare that's true. Walk with you, Lord. We want we want to usher in your kingdom. We want to say yes. Here am I. Send me. So, Lord, we just declare that. Thank you for your great love for us and your mercy, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll tell you what, we guys stand up and just close here. I went a little over here, but this was good, Steve. That was a great word. Wow, so in line with so many things. Just yeah. just confirmation really good um, I remember I think it was January 2nd the Lord gave us just some words for, for 2022 and and one of them was that it's a time of building and rebuilding uh, another part of it was that he's going to strengthen our hands in this time it's a Nehemiah 6 time that we're in and uh, so I, I just felt this as we close um, let me just read this part this is that intimidation that happens in Nehemiah 6, and it's about Nehemiah actually staying on the wall and not getting distracted, not coming off the wall. And when they're calling him and they're saying, hey, come on down here, he's like, no. He knew, he knew what he was called to do. Um, and he says this. They asked him to come down, and he goes, no, I am carrying on a great project, and I cannot come down. And I believe this is the thing for us is, Right now, we are carrying on a great project. There is something the Lord has for us right now. Do not come down and toil with the enemy. <laughs> Don't play his game. You're riding above the waves. It's that word Tracy gave on Sunday with the, like those, the crows that will peck on the back of an eagle. And the, and, and the, and the eagle won't try to like, go back and lash out on the, on the crow. All the eagle does is fly to the higher, higher elevations to where the crow can no longer breathe, and then it falls off. <laughs> we fly to the higher elevations. We go up to the higher elevations. We don't have to deal with the crows. We don't have to deal with these, these things, these intimidation factors that, they, they, that come in. And again, we don't fight against flesh and blood. I just want to reiterate. And I love what Tracy said, that hammer, I believe, that, that we're to bring it's the hammer of love. It's so opposite of what the world would do. That the, the world would come with a hammer of like slander and hatred and just bashing people and cursing. We come to bless. We come to bring love. And that's, it's, that's the very thing that drives out fear. It removes all fear. So, so right after this in Nehemiah 6, it says uh, they were all uh, trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not get completed. It will not be completed. And, uh, and Nehemiah praised this. And so I just felt, put your hands out. I just feel the Lord said in 2022, he's going to strengthen our hands for the work. So he strengthens our hands. There is a, we get that oil of intimacy. We get into his presence. We get in the word. We sharpen our swords. But he strengthens our hands for the work. And, and Nehemiah prayed this. He goes, now, Lord, strengthen my hands. So, Lord, I declare and decree, even as our hands are open, Lord, strengthen our hands for the work that is to be completed. Lord, I thank you just as Nehemiah completed this work. He did this in 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 a way that it couldn't possibly be done just with human strength. It required your strength. It required your wisdom. It required your understanding. And they stepped in, and it says this, jumping down to verse 19. It says, so the wall was completed on the 25th uh, of Yulel, Elul, sorry, Elul, for those that... <laughs> uh, in 52 days... And it says, when our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and they lost their confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Lord, I thank you that we're in an amazing time. 
Lord, I thank you that you are strengthening our hands. Lord, I thank you for the hammer and the sword, the Nehemiah 4 hammer and the sword. Lord, I thank you that we carry the sword and we carry that hammer of love. We carry the sword of the Spirit, and I love that we sharpen it with the oil. We sharpen it with that oil. Lord, we need your oil. We need your oil in this time. So strengthen us in this time for the coming days, the weeks, the months, the things that are to come. Lord, I thank you that there is a launch sequence that is already in place and things are getting ready to go. Lord, may we be in line with your plans and your purposes. May we be so close to you in this time that we don't miss out on the very thing that you're doing. Lord, I thank you that you're going to teach us as we come into your presence, as we get so close to you. Lord, I thank you we're going to know exactly what to decree and what to declare in this time and in this season. Strengthen the work of our hands. Oh, and then I just felt this. Psalm 90. So may the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Lord, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. That means let it be so. (laughs) So that's your agreement. Amen.